Thank you, and good morning, friends. We greet you this uh, Thursday morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. We're thankful for the opportunity to come today and share with you a message from God's Word. Would you please tell a friend or neighbor about the radio pulpit? Uh, that can be uh, heard on the internet. Uh, and I just, uh, I'm just amazed at how God's blessed and how that the Word of God's going out in this hour. What a blessing it is! And uh, please pray for us that God help us to just do His will and to honor Him in everything that we do. Now, yesterday we began a message from Hebrews four about the throne of grace and about the help in time of need, focusing upon that in time of need. And so let's go back into that service, and I trust it will be a blessing to your heart today. You get these touch with what part the pressure. I tell you, we're living in a pressure age. The pressure is on. But can I tell you, hallelujah, hey, he can be touched with our pressure. He can be touched with our problems. He can be touched with our burden. Chapter 2 says, He was made light unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. So his name is Jesus. That speaks of his humanity. In Mark 6, the Bible tells us, As many as touched him were made whole. Aren't you glad you touched him today? Aren't you glad, my friend, you can go to him as a personality? He knows. He's been here. He's walked upon this earth. He heard the problems and he heard the issues of life during that time. He, he saw the burdens that they were under. He, 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 he saw all of that and he could be, and they came to him and as many as touched him were made whole. So there's Jesus. That speaks of his humanity. Aren't you glad that we have a great high priest? Aren't you glad we have a mediator? He's not in Rome, but hallelujah, he's in heaven. So here is a personality on the throne. Not only is the name Jesus mentioned, but the name Son of God. Here we see his divinity. Uh, as Jesus, he can sympathize. As Jesus, he can be touched. As Jesus, my friend, he can, he knows our burdens and problems, but as the Son of God, he can take control. He can do something about it. In the book of Mark, you have the disciples on the ship. And Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship of sleep. There you see his humanity. The Son of God is asleep. Uh, there in the hinder part of the ship. And, and the, the waves begin to, to rise. The storm begins to increase. And the water is now in the boat. Now it's one thing for the boat to be in the water. That's normal. But when the water gets in the boat, you've got problems. And here we find in Mark 4 that the water is now getting the boat and it's, and it's now getting full. And they get disturbed. And they go to Jesus and say, Master, cherish thou not that we perish. Don't you know the devil told him he can't hit you? 
the devil, he don't, he don't, the devil tells you why. He don't care about you. Look at him. He's unconcerned about your problem. Unconcerned about your burden. But the Bible said they went to him. He arose, uh, the, they awoke him out of sleep. And the Bible said he arose and rebuked the wind and said, peace. Now, as Jesus, he can be touched. He saw their fear. But as the Son of God, he can say, Peace. Be still. What do you say, preacher? I'm talking about the personality on this throne. Jesus, the Son of God. Hey, I may not can identify with your burdens. I may not can identify with your problems and burdens and pressure. But glory to God, I know somebody of the candidate and you can touch him today. Personality on the throne. It's not an empty throne. It is not a vacated throne. It is occupied by Jesus, the Son of God. Whatever your problem, or whatever the pressure that you're under, may I say today, He cares. He cares. He invites you to come to Him. So you have the personality on the throne. Then notice, thirdly, the problem of the people. Verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. It is, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Here we first of all have a problem with ourselves. Now, I see a lot of halos, wings, and if you are of that type, then you go ahead and take your nap. Uh, I want to deal with the rest of us that have these problems. There's a, there's a problem with our thought life, verse 12. The Bible said, he's uh, a discerner of the thought. Did you know, friend, he knows what you're thinking. He knows your thoughts. And not only that, he knows our motives. He knows why we do what we do. Uh, verse 12, the intent of our heart. And not only that, verse 13, he is aware of our actions. When the, when, uh, the, the husband and wife are around, the mom and dad are around, uh, when the preachers are around, the deacons are around, and I tell you, he knows, hey, he sees all. He hears all, and he knows all at some time. That's a problem. Because you see, I don't always do right. And I'm going to, tell you, I'm going to go ahead and confess for all of us. We don't always do right. And he knows that. He, the Bible says the eyes of the Lord is in every place beholding the evil and the good. He sees all. He hears all. Recently I had to go for my annual physical and uh Dr. said, uh, you have any problem with your spirit? I said, well, if I'm not one of them, I'm But can I tell you, he has no problem here. He hears all. 
He sees all. He hears all. And He knows all. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what's in my heart. And I tell you, hey, sometimes that's a real problem. Because we are not always all we need to be or should be. Can I get an amen? The problems of the people with our, with our self, not only with the self life, but with society. In case you don't know this, this world is no friend of grace. If the world could do what it wanted to, it shut the doors of every fundamental church in America. Jesus said, in the world ye shall have tribulation. Hey, you might as well expect that. It's, in the, it's the world. Hey, this world's not our home. We're just pilgrims and strangers. Passing through, our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. So don't get alarmed that the world pushes you out. Don't get alarmed that the world talks about you. Because you don't belong to this world. You have tribulation. Then Paul said, And all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There's a problem with the you see, we don't fit in. We, we're just not part of this world. Our names are written in heaven. We're citizens of heaven. And so there's a problem not only with society, with self, but there's a problem with Satan. He's our arch enemy. Peter said, be sober. Be vigilant for your adversary. The devil has a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. And I tell you, his number one priority is to shield your influence and testimony. He would love nothing better than to destroy your testimony. He would love nothing better than to devour your home, divide your home, destroy your home, destroy your influence. Can I tell you, he's doing a good job at it. Your adversary, the best. Now listen. The preacher, I don't have any problem with it. Ooh. Something wrong there. You see, if he had the, the guts to take on the Lord Jesus Christ in that garden, in uh, a temptation that they take on you and I. And so there's a problem with the self-life. There's a problem with society. There's a problem with Satan. The, the Bible tells us that temptations come in one of three areas. First John 2. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's the three areas in which temptation comes. Those are the three areas in which the serpent tempted Eve. Genesis chapter 3. Verse 6. She saw that it was good for food. And those are the same three areas in which Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness. The Bible there in Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. He told Christ a command that these stones be made bread. 
He's been fasting for 40 days and was accurate and was perfect. So, he tempted Eve there with the fruit. I said it was pleasant to the eye. Um, I forgot to for food. And he tempted Jesus the same way that command these stones be made bread. The lust of the flesh. And then there is the lust of the eyes. In Eve's face, it was pleasant to the eye. It looked good. It looked enticing. And then to Christ, he showed him all the kingdoms of the world. This eye has got a lot of people in trouble. David saw that Lot beheld or looked at the well-watered plains of Jordan. Achan saw the Babylonian garments, the wedge of silver, the shekels of gold. The eye gave has got a lot of us in trouble. He showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And then, on Genesis 3, there's a pride of life. This, this fruit was good, good to make one wise. Pride of life. And to Christ, he said, cast thyself down from the temple. In fact, sometimes the Satan will use scripture against you. He quoted scripture. I think it's Psalm 91, I believe that's right. He said, he'll command the angels to have charge of these blessed dash of fruit against the soul. He used the very word of God against, he twisted it against Jesus. What do you say, preacher? I'm saying the devil is a master at temptation. Well, we have run out of time for the message today. And I hope that we realize, friends, what an enemy we have, our adversary, the devil. And I trust that we realize what a great access we have to this throne of grace. And my prayer is that you will avail yourself of this grace and the mercy and grace to help in time of need. May the Lord bless you until tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen.